Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who in this time of crisis are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. And today we have as our guest, Christina Heike, Heike who is a new decisions therapist. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Tom. Thank you so much for uh, having me. I'm, I'm glad you're here with us to help spread the good word of, of good news in this world today, of things that are being done that are really helpful to people. We need it here. Yes. And I've never heard, I had never heard of uh, new decisions therapy. So my first I, question and interest would be, what is new decisions therapy? Good question. New decisions therapy is around since the early 1990s. Uh, Candice Blakely has created it and wrote uh, the book, Your Body Remembers in 1992. And I was blessed enough to meet her in the second half of the 90s and uh, train with her, learn from her, and actually become very close friends with her uh, until she passed in uh, 2013. And uh, so she, she developed that whole technique and approach, which is really synthesizing things um, and spirituality. And before I jump really more detail into the new decision therapy, uh, I'm offering uh, the new decision therapy is core of my work. And I'm offering uh, a few other things. I've trained in many uh, modalities that are supporting the new decision therapy. And so, so my mission is really that uh, I'm liberating women and men from childhood and ancestral trauma so that they, instead of dying inside, you know, I restore their hope. And I am an advocate for the parts in them that they're kicking down and want to shut up. Like, you know, it usually has done, has been done to us. Well, that's, you know, that's interesting. Re recently, I've heard more about ancestral work. Yes. Uh, work that says, as I understand it, and I'd like your input, that things that happen to our ancestors, to our parents, to their parents, get carried, I guess, in the DNA into our lives, and we don't even know that it's there. Is that your understanding of it? That, that is right. The, in epigenetics, it's, it's not exactly changing the DNA, but the, um, the information that's surrounding the, the, um, the, the DNA structure, the double helix. And um, so it's, it's just being explored more at this point in time. Uh, but we can observe that uh, children of survivors, um, even though when they haven't been in the same situation, carry similar um, behaviors and attitudes and, and fears and so on um, as their ancestors who have actually gone through it. So Holocaust victims or victims of, of war crimes, etc. Um, like like with, with deep trauma. And so we know that this also happens for, um, for any kind of trauma. 
that that's I, and do you have to know as a, an adult what happens to your grandfather or your parents or is this something that you can help people understand even if you don't have the details from them from the past um in new decision therapy you don't have to know precisely it is uh, often helpful um but it is not nece necessary um, in order to, to guide you to really uh, release blockages and live a vital, creative, playful, successful life. Um, right, so, so you're leaving, releasing goal. blockages is key. It's key. And that's when I go deeper into it, saying something about the new decision therapy. I'm just like, the goal of my work is really to, to support people to not, to not die with regrets, but to live yes. full up. Because this is that's our a wonderful goal. Yeah, this is our one shot, all the, and, and I mean, I happen to be, you know, um, I, I think there's rebirth, but like, it doesn't even matter. Like right now we have this lifetime right. and, and we better make the best out of all the gifts that are given to us. You know, we have like so many people have so many um, gifts within, actually all of us do. And we, we often think, oh, you know, I'm not a Picasso, so who am I to paint, you know, or I'm not a whatever, <laughs> Fritz Wunderlich was one of the amazing tenors in the 1950s here in Germany. So, but it does, like, like each of us has talents and gifts and we often don't, don't live all that we got. Well, that are often they are buried because we don't think we have them, I guess, and I know that I'm doing this podcast today because back, let's see now, 50 years ago, I think, um, I was doing radio work in college, but didn't think it was my, my real work. So I went out to get, quote, a job because I was told to get a job. And mm -hmm. I came back to what is my real work, which is interviewing people, talking to people. Um, that, but I, that was all covered up for many, many years, not intentionally, but just was. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's, it's okay if we're not like doing exactly what we want all the time, right? Like um, right. This part of life, <laughs> but as like, luckily you came back to it. So you're like, one of your gifts is connecting with people, right? Correct. That's where you thrive. That's where you feel alive and that's your happy place. And yes. it's so beneficial for all of us. We wouldn't have this conversation today if this wasn't what you love to do. Exactly, right? exactly. And, well, uh, and part of it came about, I mean, I came back again because I did it for a number of years and I stopped and the pandemic has brought it back for me. I had to do something because I couldn't just sit here and feel miserable. I had to go do something that would help me feel better and hopefully help other people feel better. Find people like yourself who are helping people. Are you, how, how has the pandemic affected you and your clients? Um, I feel I'm still owing you an answer to new decision therapy. I haven't really answered that. Did okay, I? Okay, if you want to continue that direction, that's fine. I'm, I'm, this is informal. I don't have a, I just, it just occurred to me, that's all. Yes, definitely. And it's, 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 a, it's the most obvious question right now, right, in this crazy time. Um, let me just like get, in, in a nutshell explain more about new decision therapy because it's so um, unique in its approach uh, because it uses the body's wisdom to get information 
So we're oh. starting with applied kinesiology with muscle testing to ask the body certain questions. And right. so even though someone, because you asked, might have forgotten what was happening with the muscle testing, you know, your body remembers. Yes, yes. We can find often the exact situation. We find the people who are involved, the emotions involved um, in creating that blockage, that traumatic blockage on a cellular level. And then when we found that, we go in the mirror and I guide the person through a five-step forgiveness process that really shifts that blockage and releases that pinned up energy. So, right. and that's the most freeing experience I ever had in my life. That sounds wonderful. My, so my own experience, little experience with, uh, you know, the, uh, the work you do, not, not your work, but the, the physical stuff uh, was with my chiropractor. Who used that technique to find blockages in my spine, I guess. Yes, I mean the the the, the muscle testing. I mean, I have have a homeopath who uses I had a dentist like over almost 30 years ago who already used it. Yes. Amazing. You know, it's really it's uh it's a good tool to to have. And Not a different true. access than always kind of um churning the, the, the like like the thoughts over in our mind that's anyway what we're often like what what hinders us in moving forward we're often stuck in our thinking and you know and circling thoughts and feelings and and go over it again and again and try to like it's it's um yeah too, well, too little space yeah what you're saying and what i understand is you can't figure it out it's not something my mind can just figure out i need help I need something like you're offering to have it be released. Yes. Often we need support to do that, uh, especially in the beginning, uh, until we really more and more really reunite our mind and our body's wisdom, you know, because the trauma causes or is part of causing a kind of divide between feeling and thoughts like yeah. we so beautifully probably all listeners know about. Right. Yes. And again and again, we have to kind of tune into ourselves and and get to know ourselves better. Right. We've, we've taught, been taught so many things, but nothing about ourselves. really. Right. Yes. We're never taught about that. What would happen if it, in kindergarten you started to being taught about yourself? That would be amazing. That would be awesome. And I'm, I'm actually I mean, I'm an educator as well. And uh, that that's really something I was passionate about or am passionate about in education. It's just not happening. And so for me, it's really zapped of the essence in school or kindergarten that that is so important for our right. children and grown ups. Yes, yes. Well, let me go back to what you were saying about you have steps after you've uncovered through the muscle testing some trauma, you mm -hmm. have steps. Can you talk a little more about those steps of how you help someone release? Oh, that, it, that's, that, it, it's, uh, it, it's a forgiveness process, a step-by-step -step forgiveness process that is uh, through certain techniques in the mirror, very powerful. And, who are uh, we forgiving? Who's be, who are you forgiving in that process? That depends who's showing up for you in the muscle testing because it's that, that's why it's totally individually zoomed in. Right. So asking your body, like, which blockage are you ready to release today? And then we're finding 
oh, and which people are involved. And then we test it. We, we will know is it the male or the female lines. And then we will test the different characters. And your body will let us know with whom we have that process to do. Right. My thought was also, though, that having discovered that something happened and that you have someone to forgive or some effect, something to forgive, you might also have, or I might also have, because I think I've experienced this, a need to forgive myself for either not dealing with it or covering it up or you know, lying about it or any of those things. Right on. Um, usually the self-forgiveness is really um, at the core of it, right? Like It's like an onion principle. We're going from the outside in and the, the most the innermost essence for us is forgiving ourselves and loving ourselves for who we are with all the amazing gifts and the and our so-called shortcomings because you know that no one of us is perfect and has it all that's just not happening right and not so, happening no definitely not happening <laughs> but yeah i agree that final forgiving of ourselves is wonderful wonderful process and well, that brings me, if I may, come back again to my original, not original question, but one question was this pandemic world that we're living in. Has yeah. this, in your experience, I know that we can talk about what happened because I know you moved from New York to Berlin for that, but also what happens, did, did this pandemic bring up stuff for people that was past stuff that was traumatic? I think, I think it's, a, it's a right, like a brilliant question. Yes, I think the more trauma we have still within us that we haven't dealt with, the more, um, the more impact like additional trauma has, right. right? Because we just have a certain capacity to deal or to, to kind of um, compensate. And with what's going on now, like most people are in a complete overload. And so either like in complete fear mode or... Um, existential uh yeah many people really fear for their existences like in terms of business and and putting a roof over their heads and and food on the table already right? absolutely absolutely um, i think we're completely underestimating these effects of what we do with the measures the the lockdown measures yes people i think um i think we have no idea what in the mid and long run this is going to do to the world population. Well, that's that's a big question about what the effect long term is going to be on all of us, all of us. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, I, mean, I was just saying also that you, I mentioned that you have had to move for your own self. You moved. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, I can. I have. Well, we're originally from Germany and uh, had uh, immigrated, and I'm still considering myself an immigrant to the United States. Okay. <laughs> totally. Um, I had not, I, I hadn't planned to go back to Germany. I really wanted to stay. And then there was like a, a strong knowing within me very suddenly that we had to leave and to be where our family is. And right. so, uh, you have fa obviously family in Berlin, in Germany. Yes, that's correct. And so within the course of 10 days, um, I got everything ready to the point that we could leave and, uh, and then see how things are gonna pan out. And 
and I still wouldn't say I, I move back. I, I, I feel we're still in, in transition. You know, we're here for now and let's see what's happening with the craziness around us. You know, big issues that are coming up are, you know- You're, you're uh, visiting at the moment. Yeah, a long visit. <laughs> long visit, yes. Well, and unfortunately the, the recent developments sound like it's gonna be longer than even you might've expected. That's, that's quite possible. And with like um, not knowing what the whole guidelines are and, and um, the craziness about vaccinations and all that, I am not sure how, uh, how safe it is to travel, how safe it is to go back. And uh, I'm really um, not that afraid of the virus, I have to say, but of the many um, consequences it will have. Yes, I understand. And how has this affected your business? Because you obviously can't see people in person and that's muscle true. testing seems to have, at least my experience of it had to be in person, but I don't know if that's absolutely true. Well, I, I, I was of that opinion for a long time, but uh, several years ago, I developed it for online use and it is working uh, amazingly. And so I can also do this work online. Which Wonderful. is really, uh, I feel very blessed that that's possible and that I can still support people all over the globe and, um, and help them to, you know, de-stress because often when we have anxiety and depression, it's like it's all so high powered, right? So if we release tra traumatic blockages, that all kind of um, comes down, relaxes more. You know? Right back into alignment more well there's uh, enough there's enough stress with what's happening in the world that so you have had on top of that all your past stress that makes for quite a package quite a package that's why we're seeing this craziness and that's why we're seeing this strong divide because people everyone is triggered and yes. everyone going to their safe base and has not a lot of um openness to try to see another person's viewpoint or anything. It's all kind of like, it's suddenly all black and white. You're either for us or against us, right? right. Well, as you say, they're asking, they're looking to be safe. They want to be safe. And yeah. whether it's safe on the left or safe on the right or wherever you feel safe, That's they're right. going to be very strong about this is how it makes me stay safe. That's right. I think um, I'm in so far in luck because I have trained also like in, in Tibetan Buddhism a long time and I have a very, and also in, in, in I've also Christian foundations and yogic foundations. So for me, life is, is not safe in, like life is a very risky endeavor, right? right. <laughs> always, it's always been that. And it's just so much more blatant right now. But it's it's a it's a reminder that uh, as my uh, one of my teachers said, you know, no one knows what comes next, um, the next day or the next life, right? Right. right. Yes. And well, it, as you say, it's, life is not a safe safe thing. It's just not. However, yeah. within that, you're helping people to feel safer. Exactly. It's a exactly. beautiful thing. Exactly. If we can reconnect with ourselves fully and embrace what we, what, who we are and also find our spiritual roots again. 
if we can connect with that, it's, um, it's okay what's happening outside. We're going to do our best and we're right. going to be the best version of ourselves we can be in, in especially times like that. Uh, there have been some events or some parts of this that have been beneficial, not, the, the, not obviously not the virus, but the fact that we are in touch. You're back with your family in Germany. You have right. a closer opportunity to relate to them. I have had more conversations with my family via Zoom than I must than I did the whole year before, uh, and and many people report that you know this has brought them to a place where they needed to be in touch with certain things, certain people, and that's a benefit. If we can also learn from that and continue to do that, that would be helpful. And if we can admit that there is some plus points to that. Yes. Right, because most people would say, "Oh my God, you cannot say that!" Right, like it's all just terrible. Yes. Well, yeah. as you say, life is not safe, but within that, there are plus points all over through life. Doing yeah. things you love to do, finding how you who you are as you're helping people. Right, and and tap into our creativity because everyone has it. It doesn't show up in the same way in everyone. Tap into what we really love and what makes our hearts sing, and right. so that we die with as little regrets as possible and yeah. uh, and of course you know i'm i'm very like my heart goes out for the people who have lost someone or for the people who had to make that transition from life to death on their own because no one was allowed to visit i mean that that's terrible that's extremely difficult extremely that's difficult that's that's uh, I, i just wanted to be sure to to really acknowledge that as well Yes, I agree. I agree. And then there is the additionally, or the income side of this, the work side, the people who may never get their job back or the same kind of job and yeah. um, how we can help people. I understand you're doing something that I understand helps. You're offering some kind of service for people who have less money than they did before this thing began. I'm, I'm, offering, um, I'm offering sliding scales for a certain amount of, of people in, who, who are coming to me, yes. That's wonderful because we all need help and some, some of us can afford to, to pay for it. Some have less opportunity to do that. And you need to earn money. You need, I mean, <laughs> you have your own, your own personal needs. Of course, and, uh, and it has not become easier with that whole pandemic because everyone is unsure about spending money because no one knows what's going to happen. Will we keep our jobs or not? Or some are already out of their job, right? And so, yes, um, that is true. And I decided like, to have a personal conversation with, with, with each person that's interested in working with me to see how we can come together and... and um, get them the help they need and the release they crave. That's wonderful. And, and one other advantage in this situation is the Zoom that we have, the ability to, to talk to anyone anywhere. Yes, yes, it's, that, that's really like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of technology, but it's awesome. <laughs> I'm not a fan of technology either. I had to have my 23-year-old daughter teach me how to do a lot of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But that's how we learn different things, too. I've, I've grown in that way. That's right. And it connects the world. So I have clients in New Zealand or in Hawaii or in Switzerland or 
uh, England and 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 or Croatia, like like this, it's it makes that possible. Yeah. Yes, indeed, indeed. And when you, I, I want to go back to the work that you're doing because I find it so fascinating to do the um, ancestral. Obviously, some things come to mind. Obviously, things such as I've talked to people whose parents were in, you know, excuse me. You were breaking up a little. What Maybe kind of, of, of events? You we were breaking out. This is our technical world. Welcome to the world of the, of the internet. Uh, my question was, what kind of things besides the Holocaust that are past, you know, shamanic uh, things in past lives, or not past lives, but in generational, what kind of things have you found? Um, yeah, you, you, you're having, I, I love our conversation. You have that, these great questions. Um, well, for example, let me see. Um, the male and female role models we have. Yes. They're often translating down through generations. So often, um, uh, well, let's make it make it more more real. Like there's um, there's a client I had whose father was very like like just oriented in terms of um, accomplishments. Nothing else mattered. It needed to be like the university and this diploma or that degree. That was how he. Um, when he valued his son. Right. And while we were working, it what became clear that that was something his father had experienced from his father and that from his father. It went several generations back that there was a very harsh and hard um, emphasis on accomplishments and not on who you are as a person, you know, that didn't matter. That wasn't, that wasn't the point, you know? The point was like, chop, 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 you know? Gotta be perfect at what you're doing. And be successful. And be successful. Otherwise, you're not getting my attention or love, you know, love, I say love carefully because they were very, like, like very removed from really the love inside of them. There was not much love going around. Right, right. Yeah down through generations for example well, they, the, the generations before didn't have much love given to them and now it's not going down so breaking through that and allowing that person to open to love is a wonderful thing to do right and the amazing thing is that the relationship with in this case his father totally shifted without the father being involved right we're doing the energetic work right right of the new decision therapy and suddenly there are real shifts in, in the real-time relationship between yep. the father and son well and that, that's interesting and a conversation that was never possible before yes, yes. It's am amazing it's quite... that reminds me of something that i've heard which has said how different you look since i've changed <laughs> perfect i love it yes and it really <laughs> The world is what we see. Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. Similar, right. topic, like, like, or like, yeah. It's our perception is such a um, amazing and complex animal, and um, 
Yeah, it's worse double checking. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I heard a little bit from you about some anxiety maybe about what we might be in for down the road, the effects of this pandemic, but what's your vision and hope for what the positives might be down the road? My vision and hope is that this teaches us that we need to stand together in tolerance and harmony, that we're able to stand together even when we have different opinions and that humanity comes first and the love between people comes first. And unfortunately, this has been really a dividing point in this, right? Right. So some people think we show our, our love in wearing masks and distance and so on and so on. And other people think, but we need human connection. So we need to be able to hug and be close because that also improves our immune system and our overall well-being so that if we would contract a virus we would be better you know equipped to fight it so i hope that instead of seeing that as opposites we can begin with tolerance and love to allow each other's humanness that's beautiful that's beautiful well now to that end in some degree what if somebody would like to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing and maybe maybe work with you or maybe just find out more? What's the best way for a listener who might want to do that to get in touch? Do you use an email or a website or what, what would you like to offer people? I have a website that's newdecisiontherapynyc.com. Okay. Or a phone number uh, where they could text me. That might be easy too. Okay. Six four six. Six four six. Nine two zero. Nine two zero. Five eight. Five eight. Five eight two seven. Two seven. Very good. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I, I do hope that people get in touch because this is wonderful what you're offering to them, and I'm so happy that you have been with us today, Christina. I appreciate your sharing so willingly and, and giving us so much good information. It's really, my heart is in this. I, would, I, I want to see a world with more peace and love even before the pandemic. That's, that's my gem, you know, more right. love between all of us. Love between us all. <laughs> I'm with you, I'm for that. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here and being on our show. And I thank our listeners for listening to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. Thank you, Tom.